0: And Welcome to Two Sober Chicks. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. And we're so glad you're joining us again today. Last time on the show, we started to get into a topic and then we thought, well, maybe this deserves a a whole podcast on its own. So we've saved it for now. And what was it
1: called? It's going to be the Relationship
0: Podcast. Yeah. Six Toxic Relationship Habits Most People Think Are Normal. Ooh, I can't wait to hear. Yeah, and I was one of those people. How so. evolved I may or may not may be. May not be. And this is something that I think one of those many things, the many gifts that I think sobriety has given me is the ability to have a healthy human relationship. Mm-hmm. And not just with my wife, but healthy human relationships. Yes. Like I went out to lunch with Sarah today, and I was really impressed and proud of her because she showed up two minutes before the time that we were supposed to meet. She said, when did you get here? I never beat you. I said, I was here 15 minutes ago. And I said, that's kind of my goal. I try to leave 15 minutes early so that I might be 15 minutes early. But if something unforeseen happens, I'm not going to be late. Yeah, I'm the same way. And most of the time that works out. Our friend Karen, she must leave a half hour early (laughs) because I can never beat her. She's always there way before me. So it's kind of funny. So that's one thing that it's given me is that I respect other people's time. I never used to respect other people's time. I'd be late. But then if they were late on me, I'd be so pissed off, mm. really pissed off. So that's funny. So do you want to jump right into this? Absolutely. Okay. Let's do it. All right. So this was like, ai don't know where it came from. But anyway, I sent it to my wife and I said, I'm so glad uh, and grateful that we don't have these things in our relationship because I have had every single one and some of them all at the same time in one relationship, <laughs> either all me or some of it my partner, some of it me, but definitely, I have definitely done these things. The relationship scorecard. Ooh, I can't wait. Is number one. So what sparked this too was um, Angelica. Oh, that's Angelica. number one. Angelica. Yes. Issued, why don't you tell us? She emailed us and asked us the question, have your morals changed, right? Right. Okay. So that, that's what led us to this. Um, what is? Keeping score phenomena is when someone you're dating continues to blame you for past mistakes you've made in the relationship. No
1: closure, no forgiveness.
0: (laughs) Um, Why is it toxic? The relationship scorecard develops over time because one or both people in a relationship use past wrongdoings in order to try and justify current righteousness.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Love a (laughs) self-righteous bitch.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But you're just building up um, um, bitterness, it said. And you're actually manipulating your partner into feeling wrong in the present.
1: Yeah, something they I feel like when someone has a scorecard, it's because they don't think their current argument is good enough. So they're calling in reinforcements like, well, what about when you did this? And do you remember that? Yeah. And I never this. I think it's it shows that you're standing on a weak argument or... You don't think your feelings and current arguments are valid enough to convince another person. So I think a lot of that comes from worthiness, too. Like, I can be mad in this moment that you did that without having to jump on all the other moments I think that you hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. Like, it's enough that I'm hurt by what you just said or did. Yeah. Period. It could also
0: be a justification, um maybe you're blaming oh. me for something and i go oh yeah well what about the time you did this <laughs> it's like a tennis match yeah I just lob that baby right back at you um what should you do instead deal with issues individually unless they are legitimately connected hmm. if yep. someone habitually cheats why the fuck are you with them
1: <laughs> sorry that's not what it says that's what i said <laughs> Obviously yeah, after the first, problem. I'm sorry, and I have been a cheater, and I have been mm. cheated on. But after that first time, yeah, it's just not no. Me too. Both no. have happened to me. No, and um, and I always- and I think there's many situations where an infidelity happens, and you can get past it, and you can have a great relationship going forward. For me. It's just a no. It's Mm -hmm. a right out of the gates deal breaker. Like if if you're in your 40s and this is something that you're doing in a new relationship, I'm sorry. I can't abide that. Go find Mm -hmm. someone that will. Yeah. And I will never either. It's a decision that I made after the last time um, when I was married and I had an affair.
0: You're a sister who dates misters.
1: Yes. So if um, you were dating this guy and uh, he had an affair on you, would you blame the sister? absolutely not she has okay so this is a complicated question first of all the person that i'm in the relationship with is the person that bears the responsibility because they made a commitment but also as a woman i decided never to trespass on another woman's territory and this is interesting because Mm -hmm. i am dealing with the last bits of grief around my divorce and my Mm ex-husband and i was talking to my therapist the other day and she's like well do you think that you need to say something to him that he needs to hear and I said, I cannot do that because that would be trespassing on his new wife's territory. Mm. And I refused to do that because I made a promise to my sisters that I would never do that to another woman again. He is not my husband anymore. She is just about to have a baby. This is a sacred time, if nothing else. Just that in itself is not an appropriate time. And my sponsor said something really wonderful too. She said, he does not have your answers. So how can I do this? It's like making an amend to someone that's already died. Mm-hmm. Write them a letter. Don't send it. Say a prayer. Rip it up. Bury yeah. it. Whatever you need to do.
0: I was wondering what you're going to do about that situation because contacting him is keeping you tethered.
1: And it, which is, I don't want to do. I haven't, yeah. I haven't responded to text or spoken with him in quite some time, yeah, so and I don't want to open the channel. Sending any, sending
0: any, uh, writing a letter and then not sending it.
1: Well, and I think, too, if he responds in a way that's really terrible, that could even send me spinning in a whole new direction. Mm -hmm. So he does not have my answers. I have my answers. God has my answers. And I have to go about it that way. So that's kind of like a two-part thing. No, she's not responsible if my boyfriend at the time Mm -hmm. cheats with another woman. But there is an underlying responsibility, I think, we have to each other as women. women. Not to do that. Yeah. To stop behaving badly. Yeah.
0: It happens in the lesbian community, too. Let me just say that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was part of that evil wrongdoing as well. Uh, Many years ago, uh, when I was younger, too, it happened quite a lot. Mm -hmm. It it was almost like a a one-upmanship, you know? (laughs) Oh, you think you've got her? Hmm, we'll see. We'll see. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, made me feel good uh, at the time, which is a horrible, shitty thing to say, but it did make me feel good. Um, The other thing that brought up about cheating the woman, blaming... Woman. The woman blaming the other woman. Woman blame the other woman. I wanted to tie that into something else. Step 13.
1: There oh, it is. 13th stepping. 13th stepping. That's
0: sometimes my mind, you know, it needs a little kickstart every now and again. 13th stepping. Ernie, I miss you. See, I'm getting sidetracked. Ernie was my co-host yeah. and he always held me. He would always bring me back on track. Yeah. He was so good at that. Um So yeah, 13th stepping. It, that's what that made me think of. So does anyone not know what a 13th step is? If you don't, this is what it is. So in AA, at meetings, we have 12 steps. And the joke is the 13th step, because it's not just women at meetings or men at meetings by themselves. We now are in meetings together. Um, and I have seen this happen so many times where, especially I find in rehab, um, cause they're in rehab together Yeah, and, uh, and guess what? All of a sudden you're with somebody who fucking understands you. Oh my God. They're such a good listener and they're not mad at you for the mistakes you've made. They understand you. You mm-hmm. connect on a whole new level.
1: No, you're fucking horny and you're lustful. And one addiction has been taken away and you're trying to throw something in the hole now that is not being filled by the addiction. <laughs> He said, "Throw something I in the hole." It should be. I was gonna say it should be a drinking game. Isn't that funny? Every <laughs> time we say "hole," but Lisa will laugh, so you'll know. <laughs> yeah, thirteen stepping is different than meeting someone in the rooms where you actually have a relationship. You're both healthy. You're both in yeah. recovery. Thirteen stepping is like fishing. Yes. purposely fishing around in the rooms. Yeah, for someone to sleep with or to. and, I don't and
0: know. you know I don't know preying on people who are weaker than you too i like to me that there's that's involved in a 13th step someone who has some sobriety shouldn't be going after somebody who's brand new i agree you know like um give them a chance to figure out who they are give them a chance to find out um what they want out of life respect
1: their sobriety more than your private parts yes (laughs) (laughs) no we're not just talking
0: about dicks the jjs too boxes and dicks alike keep it in your pants bitches um, all right, <laughs> back to this. Uh, what was it? Six things you we're don't on number do. one. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> this might take a couple of podcasts. It might. Yeah, six. Toxic- we'll do three in each one. Okay. How about that? Well, it's okay, we better speed it up. Six toxic relationship habits
0: most people think are normal. Number two, dropping hints and other passive aggression.
1: <gasps> I was just gonna say it's passive aggressiveness.
0: Mm-hmm. Instead of stating a desire or thought overtly. In other words, communicating what you want, what you need, what you desire, how you're feeling, your hopes, you nudge them (laughs) and try to push them in the right direction and hope they fucking figure it out. Well, guess what? I'm
1: obtuse. I'm not going to figure it out. I need a fucking neon sign. Thank you very much. I think women, I'm just going to say it and I don't care how it sounds. I think women are guilty of this more than anything else because- as a as a person who's done this, instead of saying to your boyfriend or your girlfriend, you know what? I really love getting flowers. It's like super romantic and it makes me feel appreciated and loved. Mm-hmm. Instead of that, saying that, instead of like, well, you know, be nice sometime. If you bought flowers once in a while, or guess whose husband buys her flowers every week? <laughs> like that's very passive. Oh, must be nice to receive flowers. Yeah. I don't know what that's like. Mm-hmm. Like just say it. Just put it right out on the table.
0: I have, I had an old sponsor and not saying she is old and older. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm just Previous? opening it up. Previous. Thank you. Previous. Saved. Uh, Catherine. And Catherine said, she told her husband, this is what I need. And I thought that was kind of cool. I need a birthday card. I know it's a Hallmark holiday. I know it shouldn't matter, but it fucking does. So she needs a birthday card and she needs flowers. Mm-hmm. So she made sure she was very clear about what she needed and made sure that he wrote it down in a daytimer so that he wouldn't forget. Yeah. And they communicated and he reciprocated then he did Beautiful. what she wanted because he loved her and he wanted to make her happy.
1: And it works the other way too. Instead of going, I hate when you do that. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? I don't actually like when you do that. I don't like when you say that, or that doesn't feel good to me, or please avoid doing that in the future. Like it sounds so stupid, but we expect like our soulmates to know our thoughts and feelings so that we don't have to say them. (laughs) It's really nice if you know someone well enough to anticipate their needs. But a lot of times we're just stuck in our own stuff and we don't know. I think that you can have one more than one soulmate. And I also think I
0: agree that you can create a soulmate connection with another human being. Um, I used to not think that I used to believe that I had had the one and I lost the one. And then looking back, that was one of the most toxic relationships I ever had in my entire life. Wonderful human being, not the right human being for me. And it was severely toxic. One to six, we had them all. Every mm-hmm. single one in that in that relationship. Why is, um, the passive aggression toxic? Because it shows that you two are not comfortable communicating openly and clearly mm, with one another.
1: That's good. And
0: that is that. And that's again. I'm gonna give a shout out to my wife, babe, Ashley. Love you. Um, that's one of the things I compliment. It's funny. I give compliments. I know she wants me to say things like, "Oh, you're looking hot and sexy in that dress," which I do. Probably not as much as she wants me to, because she's a, a feminine woman and she likes to hear that a lot. Um, but I give these type of compliments, and they're. Um, I'm I'm really grateful for you. I think we have a wonderful relationship, best relationship I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, we know how to communicate with each other. We can. I know that I can say something to her and um, she won't hold it against me. It might not be easy to say certain things, but I know she's not going to hold it against me and I think that makes for a wonderful relationship. So state your feelings and your desires openly, people, so you don't make that mistake. And yes. number three okay holding the relationship hostage when How? One, when one person has a simple criticism or complaint and blackmails the other person by threatening the commitment of the relationship as a whole
1: oh. in other
0: words i feel like you're being cold sometimes i can't date someone who was cold to me all the time
1: mm, or threatening divorce
0: yeah i used to do that all the time yeah. as soon as we argue i'd be like this isn't working out
1: <laughs> yeah we're done that to me is such a, to me personally, such a serious offense to threaten to walk mm. away from me because of something in the relationship uh. is like a betrayal. Sure. Like I already, I have issues of more so I would say rejection than abandonment. Mm-hmm. And I know that splitting hairs, but it's the rejection part that bothers me the most. Mm-hmm. And if somebody were to pull that shit on me, threatening to leave me, that would be a hard one for me yeah. to recover from.
0: See, when people threaten to leave me, then I would cling harder. Mm -hmm. Because I was wounded and broken. And then then it made me think that I really needed you. If you were threatening to leave me, maybe I needed you. Right. (laughs) Really fucked up. (laughs) So it's emotional blackmail. Don't fucking do it. Don't do it. No. (laughs) What should you do instead, it said? Uh, It's fine to get upset at your partner or to not like something about them. That's called being a normal human being. Mm -hmm. But understand that committing to a person and always liking a person are not the same thing. You know, I really liked this article, and if you want to check it out, let me go down to the bottom here. And um, This guy's also written a book. Oh. Sorry. Now my thing froze. Whoops.
1: We will be doing the other three in the next podcast. Yeah, we're going to do that next. This okay. is part one. The
0: guy, The guy's name is Mark Manson, and he's the author of a book called The Subtle Art. Of not giving a fuck.
1: Oh, I've heard of this book. And it's also on Audible because I was looking at it as I was downloading new books today. Cool. So maybe you want to do that. Download his book. So we're giving him a
0: shout out because I don't want to plagiarize. That's a very good idea. And I wanted to make sure that people knew that this list came from Mark Manson. Credit the the author. I'm not giving a fuck. Cite your (laughs) sources. A counterintuitive approach to living a good life. And we're going to continue on with Mark Manson's uh, Six Toxic Things Not to Do in a Relationship. On our next podcast if you'd like to comment on this podcast or send us a topic suggestion please do so at twosoberchicks at gmail.com thanks again for listening we love you so much oh
1: my god we do we are so grateful <laughs> that you
0: are in your car in your bathroom in a stall at work huddled up maybe under the covers not feeling well yeah we're there with you
1: we are you
0: warm a hot water bottle or your electric blanket mm-hmm. and we're snugs in with you Mm -hmm. right tucked
1: in under your armpit or behind your ear
0: hang in there little buddy it does get better if sobriety sucks for you right now that's what i want to say sometimes it does with it gets better yeah yeah nothing's perfect except for me okay bye (laughs) (laughs) that was julie and i'm lisa take care